Hey, pod people, I'm Benjamin Alaco. And I'm Carrie. And this is Last, last Year's Horror. Horror, the podcast where we discuss horror movies that came out last year. This episode, we'll be discussing a movie that reminds us if your kid develops an appetite for spiders, you've got a serious problem on your hands. Also, maybe stay the fuck away from giant random sinkholes in the woods. That's right, we're talking about The Hole in the Ground. Uh, this is the feature-length debut of director Lee Cronin, who also wrote the movie with Stephen Shields, and it stars Sienna Kerslake. Sorry if I butchered that. It's probably and Shauna. Shauna, yes, you're probably right. Uh, and James Quinn Markey. It was released in the U.S. and Ireland on March 1st, 2019. And now we're going to play our theme music. If it's not this year's, it must be last year's horror. horror. It was a horrible year, but have no fear, it's just horror that we're talking about. Because if it's not this year's, it must be last year's horror. horror. And if it is this year's, we'll talk about it next year on last year's horror. And we're back. Our guest on this episode should be used to talking about horror movies, uh, as he has his own podcast. Uh, he's a co-host of A Matter of Taste, and his name is... Someone do a drum roll. In, and I'm going to pronounce your last name wrong again, because you already told me. I want to say Doherty, but that's not right. Say no, it. No, Ian Doherty. Yes. Okay. Hi, Ian. Hi. Uh, if you're local to the Syracuse, New York area, you may have even seen Ian out and about. He's a local actor, musician, and all-around cool guy. Uh, is it, like, rude to say that you get around, Ian? Uh, <laughs> depends on your meaning. Uh, no, I, uh, yeah, I uh, play music with a few different bands in the area. Uh, I play keyboards and I sing, and I've also performed in a few productions at CNY Playhouse and Shakespeare in the Park, so... Yeah. I do stuff. As I said, all around, cool dude. All right. Time to kick off our discussion of The Hole in the Ground. We'll start with a round of one-minute spoiler-free reviews. So if you haven't seen the movie, no worries. Uh, I guess I'll go first. Spoil-free. All right. Yep. So I liked it. <laughs> Good. And we're done. <laughs> the end. No, I actually liked this one. The last couple of episodes we've done, I like hated all of them, but I actually liked this one. It was good. I didn't know much going into it. Um, I knew it was set in Ireland and that's about it, mm -hmm. but I really liked it. Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll jump in. Um, I also liked it. This was actually my second time watching it. And to be honest, I liked it more the second time, which I was surprised by. I The first time I thought it was a little slow. I liked the concept, but the genre is sort of like a subgenre of horror. It's evil kid horror, <laughs> uh, basically. And it is pretty slow for that type of genre. So if you know anything about The Omen, that's essentially the first uh, as far as I know, Evil Kid. Uh, At least horror. the most famous. Right. The, definitely the most most famous one. So I, but this time watching it, I thought the slowness, I don't know. I think I was like, well, I was too harsh when I was watching it the first time. I was just looking for things to nitpick. Maybe I wasn't in the mood for it. And this time I actually picked up on a lot of sort of little hints and clues that kind of deepened the viewing, which is really cool in a horror movie or just any movie when you can rewatch it and be like, 
actually, I kind of got that the first time, but this time it was even creepier or something like that. And that was what I got out of this. So I would agree. I liked it and I would recommend it for people who can handle slow burn horror without getting antsy. That's weird because that's usually not you. I know. <laughs> uh, so me, yes. Yep. Uh, I loved it. I, I, full disclosure, I love most things Irish, so it had that going for it already. <laughs> like, if this movie was just Irish people talking to each other, I probably would have been like, oh, this is so charming. They sound so awesome. I love the Irish accent. But, uh, no, I... I really enjoyed it. I I would I would never say that it was like groundbreaking or anything, yeah. but it was just a well-crafted, well-told horror horror story. Yeah. And uh, I uh, I appreciated the slow burn part of it because if you're paying attention, I feel like you can figure out at least what the concept is fairly quickly. Yeah. But they that doesn't spoil the viewing for you. It's more of the, like a uh, Hitchcock called it the show them the bomb th- theory of storytelling, yeah. where if you know that there's a bomb under the table, it creates so much more tension than if it was just like, Oh, there a bomb explodes at the end of the movie. And, and so it's similar with this, where even though I had a pretty good idea of like what was going on in the moment, mm-hmm. I was really interested to find out where it was going to take it. Yeah. And uh, I was I was pretty pleased with it. Yeah, there's definitely you know what the bomb is uh, yeah. in, from this in this movie from pretty much the start. You see the creepy kid, you know what's coming. We're also in Ireland and so we know it's going to be if, if you know just the basic premise, this imposter mm-hmm. kind of vibe, you know it's going to be a changeling type thing, and I don't think that's really a spoiler to say that. I feel that like I, I might have right even known that going in, either yeah. from watching the trailer or like reading a review. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I but, think you told me that too, Ben. So yeah. I did know that. Right. Uh, so now it's time to discuss the movie in detail, which means lots of spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, continue at your own risk. Okay, so um, first thing I think we all noticed when we watched it, we were like, oh, A24. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so A24 kind of is I kind of known for putting out these types of serious slow burn, but just good horror movies. Yeah. So it's just a good label to have on there. Well, I think they're branching out, too. I mean, mm-hmm. I know we're not going to talk about them for a long time, but... Yeah. They are branching out, and they're doing a lot of cool, like, indie, but kind of mainstream movies. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, we start with, uh, essentially, Carnival Mirrors. And I, again, re-watching this, I was like, I'm actually into this from scene one. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is an intelligent movie that understands subtext with the kid just making these creepy faces in the mirror. and Yeah, and symbolism and themes and that yep. sort of thing. And, like, they picked a really good mirror for yeah. that moment because yes. like the the natural distortions they were getting out of that movie were out of that mirror were super creepy yeah <laughs> yeah so i was i was like i wrote in my notes carnival mirrors are creepy are they though <laughs> uh, yeah i mean so now in retrospect i love the beginning but i kind of thought the beginning was a little cheesy honestly I didn't hate it but i was like why are we at a carnival like showing mm. these mirrors and he's making faces and he's like I don't know. I didn't really get it. But now, in retrospect, I'm like, oh, that's smart. Like, I like it. Yeah, I mean, there is nobody else there, it seems like. I noticed yeah. that this time. It's yeah, like, they're the only car in the they? parking lot. Yeah, where <laughs> are they exactly? Uh, but then we immediately cut to Long Drive, and we see the Irish woods, the forest, and excellent job just kind of making that creepy. I mean, 
woods are creepy in general. So I'm on board, generally speaking. I've learned with any... that Irish woods are especially creepy. Oh my gosh! Like I, the moss and just the. Look I'm like of the I trees, understand why darkness. my people came from there now. Like they yeah. ran away. Yeah. <laughs> well, you understand why there's so many folklore. Yeah. Uh, st- tales that you know tell about the creepy ass woods because those are some creepy yeah. ass woods and the, like, <laughs> I, I i i always appreciate a gorgeously shot nature scene like especially when it comes to ireland like mm-hmm. i said i love everything irish and just the 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 movie is a beautiful movie to look at yeah. like the color of it the uh, the shots themselves yeah yeah i also appreciate that this movie while we called it kind of slow burn, every scene that's there is there for a purpose. Yeah. And so almost immediately, we actually meet the creepy lady in the cloak on the road who mm-hmm. becomes very important for what's happening in the story. So well, I was going to say at one point, Ian even said that was a lot that happened within like 20 minutes. Or I don't know exactly right. what you said, <laughs> but I was like, yeah, that was a lot that happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was something like, it wasn't yikes, but it was, uh... Welp. Yeah, welp. <laughs> yep, so, okay then. You know, there's a lot of really well-done exposition in those early moments. Um, and we see that the main character, her name is Sarah. She's taking care of her son, Chris. They're, she's a single mom at this point. They play this 3-2-1 game, which I think is just a... I thought it was adorable. I, I was like, that's creepy. Yeah, I I, I, I saw that. It was adorable. I, I I was like, oh, that's cute. But also in the back of my mind, I'm like, this is going to come back later in a very creepy way. Yeah, for sure. I think just because it's a horror movie, you're like, don't yeah. do that, guys. Yeah. See, I liked it maybe because I work at a library right next to the kids' room. So I hear parents all the time being like, three, two, one oh, like let's get going angry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so when it flipped it i was like that's kind of true yeah I that's like true that. and so that's the thing is like i always hate to make like sweeping generalizations about storytelling but i feel like with any good storytelling stuff like that is doing double duty all mm-hmm. the time right. where like it helps characterize characterize the relationship yep you get to know that oh they have a good relationship or at yeah. least a somewhat healthy one they have fun with each other mm-hmm. and then also if your horror sense like me is, <laughs> yeah. is tingling you're like Oh, this could be used against us later. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say that's the moment when I realized she's a good mom. I was like, right. okay, so I'm on her side. Like, I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. And also, so those first few moments or minutes, we don't really get told in dialogue, which I'm I'm happy about. What's going on? We just kind of see that they've clearly just moved here. She's fixing the wallpaper. It's an old house. Um, With the spatula. That was driving me crazy. Yes. Oh, man. Get some tools, lady. What are you <laughs> yeah. doing? Yeah. The, the only conceivable reason I can see for using the spatula to uh, scrape up the wallpaper is to give her a reason to go downstairs and get an actual like scraper thing from the basement yeah. so that we can mm-hmm. set up the basement in the first act of the movie. That's yes. true. That's very true. But that's a metatextual reason, so it's kind of like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A mandatory creepy basement in this movie as well. With flickering lights. Flickering Very lights. creepy basement. People, when you move into a new house, the first thing that you do, check the basement lights <laughs> and make sure that they aren't terrible because it's going to be creepy and at one point you're going to go down there 
and the lights are gonna flicker. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say something really quick uh, before we continue, but in this whole movie, that house was so creepy to me, and mm. for once I was like, I'm kind of, like, this is the only time I'm ever gonna say this probably, but it's like, I'm glad in America our houses are only so old, because I was like, yeah. this house, you can tell, it's ancient, like, so creepy, and it it definitely added to the movie. Yeah, right. I, I loved the aesthetic of everything in this movie. And with yeah. the house, like the, the first time you get a shot of that, like just beautiful wooden door of the bedroom, mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, yeah. 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 But also, I don't want to live there. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not you, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ian, we found your new home. Yay. <laughs> Nothing horrible has ever happened there. Yeah, you'll <laughs> no. be fine. Um, I also just want to say, too, I think the acting in this movie is all around fantastic. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, they're all excellent. Yeah. I yeah. wrote down for the main actress whose name I messed up. Uh, Ian, what did, what did you say? Shana. Uh, Sh- it's Shana. Shana, Shana probably. probably Shana because yeah. like with the Not Irish. Sienna. Like Like with <laughs> Sean, uh, the S-E-A-N uh, spelling of Sean, I believe is. I am an it ignorant. Is Irish. I'm an ignorant Irish fool. Origin. Like Seamus. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. I'm with you now. I understand. Um, well, I wrote in my notes, Irish Scarlett Johansson, because that's who she reminded thing, me of. She actually... Better. It's funny. <laughs> she that. actually reminded me of... Uh, Shots fired. I can't remember the actress's name, but she was in... She was in. She was one of the main characters in Freaks and Geeks, and she was also Hawkeye's wife in the second Avengers movie. I know who you're talking about. I just can't think yeah, of her name. Yeah, I don't even remember her name. She, I think she was also on ER or something, wasn't she? Probably. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't remember her name. If I yell out a random actress's name later, <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we find out that uh, Christopher the boy is kind of mad or upset that dad isn't with them, um, mm-hmm. which is actually nicely done because until that point, I was like, okay, she's a single mom. Um, probably always has been. And then we quickly find out, actually, no, there's more going on here, which, mm-hmm. which kind of plays a role later as well. And that's the point where, again, things kind of moving nicely fast in this movie, I think. Mm-hmm. Right away, Chris gets angry. He runs out of the house and he runs into the woods and we see the giant... Butthole. <laughs> the Sarlacc pit. Yes. The Irish Sarlacc pit. So that was the first thing Carrie said about it. She's like, it reminds me of a butthole. But it's a giant sinkhole, essentially, in the woods. And nobody talks about it in this movie. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. So that was the thing where, like, throughout the entire movie, I was like, okay, kid's a changeling. I got that. Stuff happened with the that other mom. Got all. I, I get what's going on. What is the deal with that sinkhole? And it <laughs> yeah. wasn't until like we get to the third act of the movie that it finally pays off. Right. I don't know. I thought it was creepy that they didn't say anything. I mean, I also grew up like in the woods in the middle of nowhere, mm. and I'm like, you're just kind of like, eh, whatever. It's a right. hole. Like, There's crazy stuff in the woods. <laughs> well, it it is what it going. is. Keep going. Right. At least right. it's not a bear. I'm yeah. good. Mm. It is a great image, and I I agree. I think not talking about it does kind of lend that creepy vibe to it. Yeah. I also wrote down again, neither here nor there. Nice Irish sweaters in this movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I love a good Irish sweater. If there's any um, you know, shops out there, you know, we're looking for sponsors. So uh 
If you, ha- if you sell Irish sweaters. All right. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Theirishstore.com. I throw your name out all the time to people. And I think it's time that you, uh, think you help, help us, us out, out a because bit. I know like four people who have bought from you because of me. So yeah, yeah just throwing that it's out my, That's all I ever want for Christmas. I just tell Carrie, get me Irish sweaters from theirishstore.com. And I do. Yeah. So. And potatoes. <sighs> Free advertising for those fuckers right now. So. Okay. Um, so... We find out also she works at an antique shop, which, again, actually pays off later in the movie. So, like, very efficient. I know I keep saying that, but watching this movie twice, I'm like, everything that's here, for the most part, pays off at some point. So, we, you know, have this dinner scene where she's talking with all these people that are, like, her new acquaintances. One of them is her boss, apparently, and, again, they they actually bring up the creepy lady that she ran into the the woman in the cloak and and what happened and we kind of get that rumor of she killed her son yeah they i i like how they didn't overdo it i've been like obsessed with cozy mysteries lately which i trust me i hate saying out loud as much (laughs) as i i yeah i just whatever but i've been enjoying them lately and they do this a lot but it's not nearly as good where they have like gossip or like Mm -hmm. part of the mystery being told to you through townspeople like at a dinner blah 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 so i loved how they did it because it wasn't over the top it was subtle Mm -hmm. but it was also a plot like we needed it well and it's it sets up an expectation for the movie yeah so again like you're thinking like okay is this going to go the way that it did last time or is it going to be how is this going to diverge from the path set forth by this story yeah it sets up the the kind of central anxiety of the movie which is are you going to go crazy and kill your son? Yep. I think See, it's done at well. this point, I was thinking that crazy lady was going to be more involved in the story, but... Uh, right. The crazy lady... Again, cozy mysteries have set me up for this right now. That's where my mindset is. Right. In in some ways, the movie's very minimalistic. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, yeah. it's very good at showing rather than telling. Yeah. And yeah. It, it does a lot with a little. Right. That's why... Yeah. Efficient, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so... Jumping forward a little bit, uh, Sarah hears a noise in the night, and Chris is gone. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. I'm trying to remember, because, like, <laughs> she gets into the woods. Yep. And, uh, like, it, it's almost got, like, the shaky cam yeah. uh, found footage vibe to it. Oh, I was which, thinking Blair Witch immediately. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you get the flashlights just on the trees, yeah. and it's very, it feels very found footage, because we're just seeing that flashlight, mm-hmm. so we don't actually see sarah the the main character we just see her point of view so it mm-hmm. feels very much inspired by those found footage movies. i also like that it brought tension but it didn't they didn't do any of those stupid jump scares like i was so happy i was like it was yeah. scary enough like yeah. you didn't need it and mm-hmm. then yeah when she came back and he was there i totally thought she'd gone crazy i was like what that's one of the things that really? i really yeah. appreciated about the movie is that even though, uh, like, I, I was pretty sure that, like, okay, yeah, this is a changeling story. This is ultimately going to be supernatural in origin. Yeah. I felt like they did a really good job uh, throughout, like, the first two acts of the movie of right. keeping it, keeping uh, your viewing of it in question enough for you to be like, I mean, she's seeing stuff that is definitely not right, 
but is it all in her head? Right. right. There's like, like I'm. It's sort of like an eighty twenty thing, sort where I'm like eighty mm-hmm. percent like, no, this is what's actually happening. But there's enough there where I'm like, oh, but if it's not, then this is going to be really mm-hmm. bad. And there's still room <laughs> for it to yeah. not be mm-hmm. a supernatural thing. Sorry, you gave me a look, and I want to specify. She's pointing at me right now. <laughs> I want to specify that by crazy, I meant I thought he went to like the basement or the bathroom or something. Mm-hmm. Like I knew. Yeah, just there on that. I don't know. I I've seen several of these movies with a very similar plot. I oh, I can't remember what there there was another one that I watched uh like 2 years ago that came out um semi recently too and um it involved more of a of a baby actually being stolen. That's what I, I was thinking too. Um, yeah. I can't remember what it was called. Um but it was I I just the whole time was like when I watched it the first time, I, w- I think I was just impatient and I was going, can we just get to the thing? Because I, mm-hmm. but this time I just went with it a little bit more and realized, I, I guess the second viewing, understanding what the movie's doing and the whole vibe, I was just more comfortable going with it that I should have been the first mm-hmm. time. Well, and the, I think part of the reason it works so well for me, at least, is Another movie that pops into my head with this sort of story is uh, Orphan. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of movies similar to this, not even just like uh, imposter kid stories or anything like that, but in psychological horror movies where you have a main character who is questioning reality and stuff, especially in American horror movies, I feel like you have some you have a moment where they confront someone about what's going on and mm-hmm. the other person is just like, uh, you just haven't been getting enough sleep or yeah. and just very, very dismissive of it. And I appreciated that they didn't have a moment like that in this movie. Like even the moment where she finally confronts uh, the father of the other kid, which I, I, yeah. can, I didn't catch his name because I was making a dumb joke. Over he, was, it. Santa. he was grandpa, yeah. I, Irish yeah. grandpa, Irish Santa, Irish, Irish grandpa, <laughs> grandpa Santa. Irish um, grandpa. But uh, even in that scene, like, he dismisses it, but you can see on his face that mm-hmm. he, he yeah. sees what she's seeing. And she even, like, goes back to him. at the. I love that they had that moment at the end of the scene where she's like, then tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm crazy. And he just goes, I can't. Yeah, right. I agree. I love that, too. Or even, like, with the kid when she's like, you're not my son. And at first he tries, and then she keeps saying it. And he's like, mm-hmm. all right, yeah, I'm not your son. Right, like, uh. right, right. Like, <laughs> That's what I liked about the those those moments where it's like, okay, we're accepting that this is this is the reality, and now we're moving on with it, and we're yeah. gonna look at the consequences of it. So, jumping back a little bit, when she comes back from the woods after he goes missing the first time, he's just kind of up there in the stairs or uh, in the hallway. And I think the next scene is we do start to get a little bit more of that mental health potential theme mm-hmm. but again it actually pays off it's not just about oh is she going crazy because mm-hmm. the medicine that she gets spoiler alert um it actually does come back later um in a nice way the more we talk about it the more i'm like dang they really yeah. utilized everything yeah they set things up so well and utilized them in such great ways yeah i also love how we didn't see the doctor in that scene it was like just like her face oh yeah the way that the yeah the, uh shot was framed yeah um, i don't remember that you could just hear his voice oh it, i i can't remember yeah okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yep that's cool he, yeah and like he didn't push it but he was like okay well should we try some medicine so right. again mm-hmm. it wasn't that like you're crazy but let's 
try to be grown-ups and take some medicine. <laughs> right. I wonder if, obviously, like, shooting someone like that where they're, like, in the first third of the frame or whatever and you don't see the other character, it's a very artful thing to do. But part of me just had a theory that, like, it adds some... Uh, it almost adds objectivity mm-hmm. to the doctor's voice. Yeah, exactly. Where we don't see what his expression is, and we're just hearing his voice, and it sounds very even and reasonable. Yeah, and so, it almost had a kind right. to me. I mm-hmm. was like, okay, I like this doctor. Yeah, it's nice to not have an evil doctor for once. Yeah, yeah. again, like, yeah. I feel like I'm going to say this a bunch, <laughs> and I don't mean to be like too hypercritical of American horror movies, but it's usually American horror movies. Yeah. But I feel like there's a gut instinct and in a lot of american horror for a story like this to isolate the main character as much as possible yes like everyone has to be hostile towards them everyone has to be against them so that you just get like this very uncomfortable tension throughout the entire thing but that can be really it can get to the point where it's just boring or uncreative or like okay someone's gushing blood and you're still like well we don't know what's really going on (laughs) right (laughs) yeah and i will say too this kid this actor is so good at being creepy yeah so good this kid is phenomenal throughout the movie there's so many times where he just he actually handles some emotional turns that i'm like there are many adult actors who could not have done that the way he did it. (laughs) He reminded me a little bit of Haley Joel Osment in The Sixth Sense. Totally. Yeah. Haley Joel. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Very different character, but like it's that sort of like gentleness to the character. What's wrong, mummy? What's wrong, mummy? Every time he says that, you're like, oh, stop. He's so good. Dude, so I got to say, like, there were so many moments like in the first half of the movie where he would do something and in my head i was just going this fucking changeling ass kid <laughs> yep. yeah and i like they did a really good job casting him he did a fantastic job the the sort of innocence that he has but then knowing or suspecting that this is actually literal monster um yeah. is a great sort of juxtaposition the moment i loved because after the whole thing in the woods where she's like looking with a flashlight and then she comes back and the kid's there, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, that's not her kid anymore. Right. Just the way he's framed in that shot, too. Yeah. I don't know. There's just something about it. It's yeah. very pale. But like, very, not just Irish, but you know, <laughs> why are you looking at me? <laughs> hey, we're both Irish. So. <laughs> I was going to say, have I turned red yet? Because um, it's probably coming. But uh, I think like the very next scene is them sitting. Uh, at breakfast or at some meal or something mm-hmm. she asks him uh, about food or something and, like there's a couple moments where she asks him about food and he's like is, is that okay and then in the car when he's like oh yeah i'm friends with this kid and she's like i thought you didn't like that kid and he's like i, I cannot be friends with him and the way that right. the actor plays it like in my mind i'm like okay this kid is definitely a changeling but it's almost like he he just really wants to be loved or something right yeah and it adds this dimension to it where it's like it's not just a blind rage monster or something like that that wants to eat her it's like oh there's some there's some depth here that's like okay yeah something her her kid's gone and that's 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 terrible when that needs to be addressed but what's going on with this right and i feel like that goes hand in hand with the writing as well because it's all very subtle like you were saying like it's he actually has an appetite and he likes the 
the dust cheese and he didn't originally like the dust cheese right. and yeah the friend and it's so subtle but it's enough that you're starting to be like what's happening is he just changing mm-hmm. or is he a changeling yeah. obviously you know yeah. he's a changeling but i could see where people would be yeah debating mm-hmm. right i want to come back to the dust cheese but yeah <laughs> so he's he's Essentially acting like the perfect kid now, where before he he wasn't bad, but he definitely wasn't perfect. He wasn't making friends at school. I mean, school. he ran into the forest. Yeah. That's a bad... No, that's a no-no. <laughs> yeah, not cool. And um, we do, very soon after that scene, we get them driving, and I think her name's Mrs. Brady, but I started calling her Needs Chapstick. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I th- I think her name was Noreen, right? Yes, yes. Are you talking Noreen, about the old woman? Yeah. Noreen Chapstick. She just had really bad like smoke lines from where she used to smoke. Oh, <laughs> well, she needed Chapstick. She just needed a little bit of self-care, <laughs> I think. Um, but she... That's rude. <laughs> she freaks out when they're driving. She's standing in the road and won't move. And she says basically this is not your son she mm-hmm. sees him there's this is a moment that i really appreciated the my second viewing the look that they give each other is they both know like they look at each other and the kids like or the thing that is the kid is like oh fuck yeah and, and she's like i fucking see you and like that was yeah. a really cool moment um having like knowing what was coming for me i was like oh shit it was just well acted and yeah. well done. One one of the little things I want to bring up about the uh, about Noreen and the moments that we see her, like she always seems like she's mumbling something to herself. Mm-hmm. And this may just be me uh, imposing my own uh, like expectations on it. So I don't, I haven't. This may be inaccurate, but I feel like at one moment, like just before she said he's not your son or whatever, I feel like I heard her say like he's not mine. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, totally. That's what I thought too. Totally, yeah. I yeah. thought she was saying something like he it, it wasn't my son or he yeah. isn't my son or something like that. Yeah, yeah agreed. Totally. totally. Yep. Um can we just say as well like anything with head like your your body part, your head, your freaks me the fuck out and her slamming her head on the car window i, I, was I like, saw that coming from a mile yeah. away. Yeah. It, it, it's still very unsettling, but yeah. I was like, yep. Like I knew she was going to do it because she, she was ready, but yeah. oh, I was like, that that was the creepiest part for me, slamming your head. <laughs> I don't think I knew this about you. Why do you think that's like a thing? Like the, is it, I don't know. What, what is that? I think subconsciously it's because you can damage your brain and mm. then that like terrifies me of like yeah, being brain dead yeah. or something, like injured, head injuries. It's, it's like very, very low level body horror right almost yeah 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 where it's like you're not supposed to do that to your head Ooh, <laughs> yeah. yeah no maybe um, don't do that yeah <laughs> yeah but um, it also clearly shows how gone she is yeah. yeah um she so she yeah she smashes her face into the window after basically being like that's not your son and again that moment where she's just like slamming against the window because it's like she knows and and man putting myself in her shoes like what do you do in that situation she sees that this thing is a monster that essentially killed her own son so it's like i feel for that lady so much 
poor lady. That that had some chapstick. Again, <laughs> one of the things I love about this movie is that like every character has that dimension to them where you with just a little you get an idea of like their internal life, their yeah. history, and like you get the backstory on her, obviously, but even just looking at her and seeing the way she, she responds to things. I just thought it was hilarious how her husband just like grabbed her and was like, ah, she does this. Like, right. Yeah. Like, she what? didn't mean anything. <laughs> like he Whoa. wasn't even like upset. Like yeah. he was just like, man, eh, grabbed her. <laughs> well, I thought he was just restraining her because no, he, she's he freaking was. out. Yeah, he was. But yeah. I was like, that's like a very like we would think like stereotypical like British proper thing to do. Like I'm just gonna restrain my lady. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's like the... I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> just be like sorry. She just needs a stitcher. It's yeah. like the John Mulaney joke. Uh, I'm Irish, and our thing is we hold all our emotions inside ourselves, and then we die. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Like, oh, it's, that's great. God, that's my whole family. But yeah, like, <laughs> so it was just, it, I, I loved it. Yeah. Um, so then we get to um, Mrs. Chapstick's wake, and we see that the, or it's not a wake, actually, um, it's just kind of that Sarah goes to see her body, essentially. Yeah. And we see that the mirrors in her house are all covered in yeah. Um, black, That's like um, a thing, though. That's like right. a way to mourn. Yeah, yeah like it. But it is so is putting the the yeah. black um, coverings yeah. over the mirrors is That's actually a, thing. a yeah. traditional thing. It's a traditional thing. Cool. It does highlight though how many mirrors she had exactly. in the house. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's a great image as well. Um, and in this scene. We actually learn, I don't know, what did you guys make of this? So in the previous scene with all the people around the dinner table and they're talking about this woman who they say killed her son, then at the viewing, Sarah is talking to this uh, Irish grandpa and... Her husband. He says that he ran over their son. What did you guys... did? Did I make that up? What did you guys so, make of that? Like the context, it was his car. He said, "Yeah, I think he said my car didn't see him in the driveway." Yeah. So I don't know if he's like the context makes you assume like he didn't see her. Yeah. See him in the driveway, but it, he didn't have a pronoun at the beginning of that sentence. Yeah. So like thinking back on it now. It could just as easily have been his wife, but he's Didn't sort of almost her. covering for her. Or I was thinking hmm. again, like grief, like he feels like he knew his wife was going quote unquote crazy. So he felt like he didn't do anything to stop it so therefore he also killed his son right maybe i'm putting a lot into that but you're right i feel like when he tells you you're not sure because you're you're like i thought it was the wife yeah just of that last part not the fact that it's his car but just yeah. how he the last part he phrased it yeah mm. i was like santa is a murderer <laughs> santa is no. not a murderer <laughs> <laughs> and then Sarah essentially has proof that Chris, her son, has been in the woods because she finds his toy when she's she's jogging. She sees mm -hmm. the toy and then she basically confronts him and says, hey, have you been in the woods? And he says no. And also note here, why is it when someone is eating spaghetti in a movie, it's like the most disgusting, disgusting. thing? <laughs> Well, and the interesting <laughs> so thing about disgusting. that moment, and I don't know if this was intentional, but... It comes right after she was looking down in the sinkhole. And so that smash cut from her looking down in the, the dirt of the sinkhole to him slurping in like the the meat sauce spaghetti. Yeah. 
makes it feel like he's slurping down a dirt worm or something. Yeah. yeah. I also appreciate how you said meat sauce. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I was trying, like, in my head, I was like, there's a better way to phrase this. No. No, I liked it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. But meat sauce is totally different from regular spaghetti. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like also just the red sauce. You get the red, you get that nasty red. That's what it is. It's Uh, very, like, animalistic. Yeah. You get Mm -hmm. like the circle around your mouth and it's just like, it kind of looks like blood, and so yeah. it's just unsettling. And the, yeah. just, like, wet mouth noises, yeah. too, when people are eating spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone Sorry. listening to this podcast loves what you guys just did. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But we had yeah. to make sure their, their, their ears could see, feel what we were feeling. <laughs> this is the ASMR part of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah, yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> Um, And this is also the point where we, I think, as viewers have definitive proof that this kid is a changeling because this is the part where he shoves that table and we're like, oh, he's got superhuman strength. Not good. (laughs) I appreciated her ability to restrain herself because I don't know what I would have done if a child pinned me between a table and a counter. I would be very mad. Kudos to this kid's acting where immediately there's that moment and then immediately he's very contrite, very like, I'm sorry, mommy. And it's like, yeah, it's yeah. like, again, you're sort of like, wait, no, this this thing wants to yeah. be here. He wants this family. And like, yeah, again, even even the quote unquote monster, you can get a sense of like an internal life there of like, mm-hmm. is this is the one of the things of this being that it just wants to have a loving family, but because of the falsehood of it, it yeah. just can never get it. And right. I, I did feel bad for it at that moment. I was like, Oh, but he's trying to be a good boy. Like yeah. he's trying. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, what did you guys think? And this is bigger picture stuff, but I mean, I guess we can talk about it now. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think the motivation of the changeling thing really is? I mean, we're not going to know fully, but like yeah. in your reading of the movie, what do you think is going on there? I don't know how much of this is me bringing like my own experience with other media like this to the situation, but based on that characterization of him in those moments, seeming like he really wants to have this loving relationship with the mother. I, I do think it is sort of like an outcast theme of like a changeling is something that like doesn't really have its own face. It doesn't have a mm. family in the way that we would understand it. And the motivation to me seems to be like it it takes the place of the child so that it can get that that love that it may want. Because it never seemed like it wanted to eat her or something right. like that. It, exactly. It never felt malevolent in that way. But it's but it's still when she realizes what's going on and he knows that she knows he does have that self-preservation instinct of like, well, got to kill her now. Right. <laughs> right. Right. I'm not really sure um, because my what I thought about changelings coming into this movie was that they were supposed to be like mischievous. Right. right? And he's not very mischievous he's straight out like a bad like bad boy like he... <laughs> he's riding a motorcycle yeah. with a cigarette a you know he, he is ready <laughs> start a fight mommy i've got my motorcycle <laughs> he did want a bike at the beginning <laughs> that's true um no so i mean i don't know that much about changelings like in general so i thought it was a very interesting take i i agree i liked that in a sense, he did kind of want to belong, but, you know, he's not really human, so mm-hmm. it's hard to kind of fit in. 
I really just appreciate that as a possibility that this movie's got an almost sympathetic monster. Yeah. Because that's so rare in horror. And it's so much more interesting, at least to me, to have something like that where there is this tragic aspect of it. And... It, there, there's like five billion different things I want to say right now because like there's there's the folklore aspect of it, and then there's the like horror aspect of it. Speaking specifically to the changeling stuff, I haven't done a, lo- a ton of specific research on changelings or yeah. anything like that. But when it comes to this movie, I do appreciate that it was it's drawing on something that is very embedded in like Celtic lore mm-hmm. and yeah. Uh, yeah. and like the whole idea of fairies and that sort of stuff. But it doesn't. It isn't so indebted to it that you need to have like a doctorate in Irish mythology to right. understand what's going on. Right. I think it does a great job of basically doing a riff on a changeling concept. It never at any point yeah. is like this is the definitive changeling I- Irish changeling story, and this right. is the way it's supposed to be. Right. right. It does yeah, a very yeah. good job of being like this is this story. Yeah. Totally. Right. I can't remember where I saw this, but it was a review that I was reading from somebody and they were just kind of talking about what is this thing? And they're like, is it aliens? Is it a fairy? Is it a classic changeling? We don't know, but it doesn't matter. And it's yeah. like, yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> it's done well. Yeah. The the story is more concerned with that tension between the mother and yeah. and the kid. Um, so after the, the table flinging, we have the... Essentially, I'm just going to call it the spider eaten scene. Mm, oh yeah, yum! <laughs> I thought that was that was so well done. The tension in that scene, and we hear him running around in the room. Um, she approaches the door and she looks through the keyhole, can't see anything. She looks under the crack in the door and she sees the spider go by, and then she sees him chase it. And then we see this is the this is the scene that does it, or the mo- the image that does it for me is his hand. And then you see the fingers kind of sprout, like grow. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm out. Those little details they did in this movie were because you could so easily overdo something yeah. like that. But like exactly. nothing, and especially when you're dealing with special effects like that, mm-hmm. it's so easy for them to come off as cartoonish. Yeah. And I never felt like that happened in this movie. Right. Yeah, you guys are right. But <laughs> my mom, you know, studied bugs. And so, uh, the part that bothered me was how he kept eating the spider. And I was like, spiders, that's, it's too small. It would have been gone already. Yeah. That, that, that like, was the one part where I was like, was bad at eating it. Yeah. Yeah. The spider is like half out of his mouth. And I'm like, right. it's not that big. Yeah. I know you want the creepy, like, oh, its legs are still wriggling shot. But right. it's, that was the one where we're like, it kind of doesn't work. It was it mostly like out of his mouth. Yeah. yeah. I was like, come on. Yeah. So, kid, you know, learn how to eat a spider, man. Right. <laughs> but uh, also, again, and uh, one thing that we know, I'm sure if, if anyone listening to this is uh, a horror buff at all and has seen more than three horror movies, you know that one of the things that is very annoying in horror movies is characters who make stupid decisions. And I appreciate that for the most part, at every turn, Sarah makes a pretty common sense choice. So the very next thing, we see her take him to the doctor. <laughs> right. Yeah. I liked that as well. Yeah. Like, yes, we. you just saw your son eat a spider. Well, I think it's time to go that, to the doctor. But before that, there's, there's like a kind of intense moment where she creaks on the floorboards oh, walking yeah. back oh, yeah, to yeah, her yeah. room. And then he goes, mommy. Mm-hmm. And then... 
he like comes right outside her door like basically wondering what she's doing like because you know he wants to make sure he hasn't been caught and it's so mm. intense and creepy yeah his breathing throughout oh, the movie man. He, he just kind of has this ra- it's just raspy enough where you're like it could just be a kid but also there's something like a- layered on top of it yeah. just like this subtle like o- almost more uh, like the first word that popped in my head was like amphibian but that doesn't mm. seem right <laughs> but it sounds there's something about the, inhuman the sound feel. mixing on his breathing where right. it sounds like they added something there that has more of like a like a leathery quality to it right. i don't know if that's the right word right. Yeah, just raspy yeah strange yeah but the best part i liked about that scene was that he wasn't wearing a shirt and how he walked away like after he said good night like oh. you could tell he knew he was in charge he was like yeah this is my house my house <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um so then we get the uh, I guess, is it the talent show that... Yeah. Yeah. And they sing the Rattlin' Bog, and there's that moment where the, the whole rest of the audience and the kids fade away, and he's just staring at her, and it's a really great way to show her kind of internal panic and realization. Yeah. He's just like, the Rattlin' Bog. Yeah. <laughs> it's really I, good. I love it when... I'm a it, fan. I love it when horror movies do stuff like that, where it's not—it's not blood, it's not like even uh, like creepy body distortion or horror like yeah. that. It's just everything is off. Yeah, everything mm-hmm. is just so not right that it just feels like no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, things are things are very wrong, and mm-hmm. and yeah, it's it's that point in the movie where. It, it, we just kind of know, like, there's no coming back from this, and mm-hmm. things are as horrible as they can be for for this poor lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, <laughs> I love the like her being trapped in like a elementary school. Like, yep. it's so funny to me, but also terrifying for her. But yeah, I was yeah. like, that's just so. It's I don't know. It had a level of being hilarious, to <laughs> right? Me, but. Yeah. No, it it was a good scene, especially when um, her boss followed after her and was like, are you okay? And then the son was like, mommy. And then his teacher was like, didn't he do a good job? And right. she's just like trying not to yeah. freak out. Well, and, and, and then she be- does. Before, <laughs> yeah, the, she before the kid even shows back up, she, she just comes out with it to her boss. She just says, that's not my son. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh. Okay, we're and again the acting in this movie and the writing, the the boss isn't just immediately like, "What are you talking about? That's bullshit." And yeah. the mom isn't even like she's on the verge of hysterics, but she's like holding it together enough to just be like, "No, that's that's not my son." Just mm-hmm. matter of factly about it, almost. right? Yeah, and she says, "If it was your son, you would know." I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. "Yeah," I was very proud of her for vocalizing. Yeah, because <laughs> I feel like a lot of times in horror movies. Like, you're not supposed to vocalize. Right. And that, like, adds to the horror. But she was like, no, I'm going to tell it like it is. And I was like, good for you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So she goes home and uh, I forgot, we forgot to mention, but uh, earlier in the movie, she set up a camera in the kid's room. So this is the part where she actually goes and she looks at the footage and... I was so scared who's going to find that camera and be like, what is this, mommy? I know, me too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But so... Why are you watching me, mommy? (laughs) Are you spying on me, mommy? She looks at the camera footage and there's an interesting choice here with, for the filmmakers, we never actually see what's on the camera and I don't know. I mean, I felt different ways about it each viewing actually so Mm -hmm. how did you guys feel about that 
I I kind of wanted to see it, yep. mm-hmm. but I also like having after seeing the whole movie, I get why they wanted to save that reveal right. for later on in the basement. Right. Yeah. At first, I was also I was annoyed. I was like, I want to see like. You know, it was kind of annoying to me. And I want to have that M. Night Shyamalan signs moment right. where you're watching the, the Brazilian videotape. <laughs> right, right. But then, like, yeah, I thought about it, like, as the scene progressed. I was like, no, this works. Like, yeah. I'm glad I'm not seeing it. Like, right, it, yeah, it works. What would it have been, right? Like, if mm-hmm. it was that signs moment where the alien pops out, like, it would have been a cheap jump scare that is from a different movie. It just yeah. wouldn't have fit, right? So she goes to... Uh, Irish grandpa and shows him and that's that moment we were talking about before where he's mm-hmm. like he actually denies seeing anything but the he way yeah yeah you can see all over his face that he's just he knows fucked up by that yeah because <laughs> and the thing that I love about that is because it's it's he's not he's not just dis- being dismissive about it because like oh this woman's crazy right the implications of it for him mm-hmm. yeah because it's like oh if this mm-hmm. is what happened with her kid, then this is what happened with my kid. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? I think we skipped over the part where Chapstick Lady is killed. Yeah, we did. Oh, yeah, we Shit. did. That's a great image, Holy crap. too. Yeah. The, the way that they built up to that, because you, 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 they held off so long before you actually see her. Yeah. You see uh, Shauna get out of the car. And she starts walking, and then you start to hear the crows or ravens or whatever they were. It's your friends. And it, it, you see the look on her face, and they just, it's just like over the course of that shot, just watching her reaction and hearing the noises yeah. build, it's just like, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also glad we never saw her face. Like they kept it right. Covered. Oh, you can yeah. kind of see it. Like if yeah. you look closely at the veil, you can almost see like her picked apart face. Yeah. It's yeah. Like... But I thought that they did a really good job with yeah. that. Yeah. And the theme or the motif of holes in the ground yeah right? and yeah, yeah. yeah well yes very yeah. nice very nice <laughs> we but, got it but yeah so um she's buried with her head we we talked head. about her being dead but yeah that's that's what happened um mm-hmm. so she was actually just you know her head is literally buried in the ground it's a yeah. really and and also the kind of like a uh, phrase of burying your head in the sand because you don't want to see something i thought maybe they were trying to do something with that but maybe not but i think i just liked it i think that the image of it is very evocative yeah it's because i haven't seen that in another movie right and uh, so there's that aspect of it um and then there's another aspect of it where it's like the the meat the symbolism of it Mm -hmm. like you were just saying of like uh, burying your head in the sand or like just not wanting to see something yeah. and then the third thing of it where it uh it sort of rehearses the moment later with yeah. mm-hmm. with her son yes well, was, again it comes back like everything seems to pay off in this well, movie yeah i was also thinking i mean not only with the title but it's also like bearing her knowledge that she gathered like she oh, knew and right. like yeah if you think about the creatures, then if we're going with they kind of want a place in the world or something mm-hmm. like that, burying someone to kill them is like putting them back in the ground where these creatures came from. Mm. So it's yeah, totally it's like they're putting they're putting someone to kill them into the place where they escaped. It's also a horrific way to die if you think about it because you're yeah, suffocating. Yeah. <laughs> right, for sure. Yeah. I- we associate the face so much with identity 
and with the changeling, Ooh. it's mm-hmm. they've basically stolen the face of the kid. He nailed it. And so yeah. this is him, uh, like, it's removing her identity. Yeah, right. nailed it. Like, yep. <laughs> so, um, so the reason we're talking about this is, if you haven't seen the movie, it's because after seeing the camera footage and all that... Um, you skipped the part about the grandpa. I just wanted to say that that's when we also realize when she's visiting Irish grandpa and showing him the footage, that's when we also learn the thing about the mirrors that comes back later. Right, right. Use the mirror and you'll see what's, Correct. what's there. So we learned a lot from our visit with grandpa. True. And I liked his also very Irish way of throwing the camera instead of oh, being yeah. right. <laughs> I was like, oh, I've seen that happen many times. <laughs> And yes, now we can continue. Right. So she, uh, we see her making dinner and we see her pills in the trash as she is making dinner. And we also see as she makes dinner, oh, the kid likes the dust cheese now. Mm-hmm. And she didn't before. He did not before. Question, is dust cheese... Parmesan. Right. So it's Parmesan. Do you think that's an Irish thing to call it dust cheese or is that just a them them thing i think it was just the kid being a kid that's why i was like the irish don't call parmesan cheese dust cheese do they no not that i know (laughs) (laughs) it's just the kid being a kid yeah sorry if i offended any irish listeners i'm just (laughs) trying to educate myself um so uh, and then what like really... you think so highly that we're going to have Irish listeners. Like... Hey, the Internet's <laughs> a big place. That's right. That's right. We're a far reaching podcast. So uh, what really sets her off, though, and how she definitively is like, oh, I, I know 100 percent. And she confronts him is they play that three two one game again where they make they're supposed to make creepy faces at each other. But yeah, she does the countdown. Yeah. And like the first time they did it, he said two, yep. and he doesn't this time. And it's just like it's just staring mm-hmm. at her. It's like, just what do I do? Yeah, you just kind of mm-hmm. see that in his face. Yeah, it's just it like was so good. Every successive moment just deepens the the horror for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he they they basically have a fight. So she says, "You're not my son." He comes at her and says, "At first, he kind of tries to play it like innocent and go." What's wrong? Why What's wrong you with you? This? Yeah, why are you saying this? But she keeps saying it, and that's when, as Carrie alluded to earlier, he's just like, all right, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> yep, okay, I guess we're done. Um, so I'm going to kill you now. So, uh, yeah, he drags her, or they, they fight. He We see her, again, this movie doing a great job of not showing everything yeah the, most of the fight actually takes place off screen and we just see her body get thrown across the room and we yeah. hear her saying like please yeah. don't stop don't yeah. stop hitting like we hear like punches yeah. that are yeah. so like well kind of ridiculous but just disturbing as yeah well. it makes it so much more disturbing and then in that moment i also was thinking like like she had an abusive husband yes. how That's, is this yeah, exactly so yeah up. yeah yeah, very Especially the, like, stop doing or you don't have to do that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then we see that she's unconscious and he's dragging her outside and he starts to bury her face. And then uh, he collapses because she put her sleep medicine in his Parmesan cheese. Right. It's funny because, like, when she did that, he's he says, do you want any mommy? And she says, oh, you know, I don't like that stuff. And immediately I was like. She poisoned the, the dust cheese. <laughs> yep. And it, but, totally. he, but when the kids started to fall over, it wasn't until you said, like, and that's why she did it. Because yep. I, I, that yep. whole scene was like, what was her plan? Yeah. 
actress confront the kid and he'll be like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. okay, you got me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She wakes up and um, essentially takes his unconscious body to the basement. And this is where we get the reveal because she uses the mirror to look at him in the basement. Um, what did you guys make of the reveal of what the things actually look like? And we, we don't see it in full yet. I was just so yet, annoyed but... with her that time. I was like, just get out of that freaking basement. Right, just yeah. stop it. I don't want to see it. I just want you to get out of the basement. Yeah, I, I, I think I think it was I think it was quick enough where I was like, OK, that's that's enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because I, I didn't want to. There's this thing in horror, like in the culture of horror movies where it's like, oh, it's scary if you don't reveal the monster or like, oh, you got to make a really good monster or something like that. And so I I didn't want it to get too caught up in that. Yeah. I thought it was creepy enough where it was like, oh, yeah, that's weird looking. But I wouldn't say it was like the scariest thing I've ever seen. Right. But I also don't think it was that sort of movie. Yeah, so. yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So... She gets out of the basement. Uh, the kid is freaking out. Um, he's like uh, just kind of almost in seizure, it seems like, because he's been yeah. seen. And well, it was so they, they fight before she gets out of the basement. Yes, that's right. She, like that whole scene, I'm like, why didn't you just get out of there? Right. Right. You know he has superhuman yeah, strength. He's choking you to death now. Yeah. She slams <laughs> yep. his head into the wall, too, and that's when he starts to lay on the ground yep. and just freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. And how the whole time it's just like I don't care, just get out of there, stop it. Right, <laughs> you're right. so level-headed now. You gotta just stop. Yeah, <laughs> right. Every decision you made was so good up until this point. Well, right. I guess she she <laughs> wanted to make sure for sure, and she wanted to see what it yeah. looked like. So. I mean, I I get it. I would have I I would have wanted to know. Again, another point where something comes back from that seems so oh, insubstantial. Yeah. The mirror that yeah, she I liked used that. was yeah. was the mirror that snapped off when she almost ran over a uh, chapstick lady. Yeah, yeah the car yeah. mirror. So yeah. Um, totally great honestly really good writing Mm -hmm. so then she this is our third act she goes to the hole in the ground and she's gonna go get her son back and she very beautifully sinks into the hole yes staring up at the stars she even puts her arms up she's got it right she sinks in yeah which that it's it's one of those moments where like she has no idea that this is going to lead her to where she wants to go. It may just consume her, and that's it. Right. I thought about that too. But <laughs> it's like I remember we were like you. Uh, so we all watched this together, and and Ian was just like, "Okay, I guess." Like <laughs> it, it's sure, a sort of why thing not? where like on the one hand, it fe- I feel like. Who in their right mind would do that without like trying something out at first? But th- th- I. It, it didn't bug me to the point where I'm like, okay, this ruins the movie or anything. It yeah. was it was a stretch of suspension of disbelief, but yeah. I'm like, at this point, also, it's like, what else can she do? Right, mm-hmm. and she wants to find her son. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's also, I mean, the physics of the hole in the ground don't actually make any sense either. Oh yeah. Like I knew you were gonna come at this well, somehow with science. <laughs> well, no, I was just gonna say that's not a science thing. I mean, literally, it's just it okay. doesn't make sense because you've got all this dirt that's just falling in, and when she's down there, there's no dirt falling on her. Like she's just in. You a can space. hear some of it. Yeah, right. it's magic. Right. Yeah, that, that's it's, probably it's the fine. most yeah. magic yeah. moment yeah. in yeah. the movie. But at this point, like at that point, it, it honestly didn't bother me because I think the movie has built up such goodwill at yeah. that point that you're like, I'm going with it. It's yeah. it's fine. I'll give it to you. Yeah, exactly. It's it's 
it is what it is. Again, this is where, you know, she's crawling through. We get some long, again, just the cinematography is fantastic in this movie. But yeah. we get those cave shots. Yeah, and, she's crawling through some very narrow yeah. oh, man. Like, passages. That scene, and there's a very similar scene in uh, the Blair Witch movie that came out a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah. Where I, like, I have some latent claustrophobia. Yep. And Me too. both those scenes, like, there's that moment where they get stuck. And I'm just well, like, yeah. Oh, deep breaths you can do this yep that reminds <laughs> that part reminds me of that um movie that was set in like the underground in france and the uh, yes uh, as above oh, so below yes. i've been wanting to see that, that. i've heard good things about yeah. it. i am a big fan of that movie so i was just like i like oh. that movie a lot. yeah it was a really good movie yeah. so that's what it reminded me of and i was immediately creeped out yeah about what we we're gonna find right I thought it was interesting the way um, I, I was debating whether I wanted to talk about this because it's so it's such a minor point. But mm -hmm. there's again, just kind of I was I was intrigued by their choice when she gets stuck. We kind of don't see how she's stuck. No. Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> yeah. So and it's kind of a long shot for that moment. So yeah. I was like, it didn't bother me, but I thought it was curious. Yeah. Well, part of me was wondering if it was like a mental thing, like being claustrophobic and just right. being like, yeah, it's coming in at once. Yeah. Because they also don't show how she like gets, out. gets herself yeah. out of right. it. She just seems to like steal herself and then start to move forward. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like they w it seems like from that choice that they wanted to focus more on her than the whatever it is root or something that mm -hmm. she's stuck on or whatever it might be. And mm -hmm. I I mean... Maybe I'm just like, they just saw her as such a great actress that they were like, let's just stay on her. Let's not cut away. I mean, Screw it. We don't need it. <laughs> again, with the, the whole claustrophobic aspect of it, it did make me very uncomfortable. I'm like, yeah. okay, yeah. Yeah. we're right. holding on this. Yeah. Like I said before, like I was thinking to myself, deep breaths, and I wasn't really, I wasn't sure if I was telling her or myself. <laughs> right. I also remember thinking at that moment that that was the perfect day for her to wear her overalls. I was like, good job for you. You did it. You planned this. Good for you. <laughs> Those overalls get a lot of use in this movie. Yeah. I loved it. I love that they kept reusing her clothes because yeah. I hate that in movies where right. like people have like a hundred outfits. No. Right. An endless wardrobe. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, she's down there. She gets to the open space. She finds Bones. She finds her son. She finds Chris. Yeah. And then she finds Silent Hill Monsters. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> literally what I thought, too. They, they very much reminded me of the gray children from the Silent Hill movie. Yep. Uh, yep. Especially the, like, gaping mouth yes. part. I that, was a little disappointed in what the changelings look like. I'm yeah. not going to lie. I thought yeah. that they were going to be smaller because just like the a, little bit I know from mm -hmm. mythology. Kind of like creepy children yeah, instead. Well, I was thinking like little weird fairy monsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, then when he like opened his mouth and it turned into a huge hole and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm a little bit more on board right, with yeah. this. I just, I wish they were a little smaller. Like, See, oh, I love guys. I, oh, yeah. Guys. I, so we all have, seems like different, slightly different nitpicks with this. My nitpick with it is I, I think I'm allergic to CGI in horror movies <laughs> yeah. and the mouth thing when it screams, I just kind of roll my eyes at it a little bit. It wasn't so bad that I was like taken completely out of the movie or anything, but I did kind of go really with the mouth thing. It was it was funny because I wanted it to happen, and then when it did, I feel like it didn't deliver it quite right. as well because it it made me think of two things. One, the uh, 
the screaming face from Pink Floyd's The Wall. <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay. Um, and two, uh, it, it made that's me fantastic. think of the, the gray children from Silent Hill. And the, yeah. the crazy thing about those in that movie is that, like, the first one you see, it, like, the movie that sell the moment that sold the movie for the first when I saw it for the first time, it gets that gaping maw moment, but it's not CGI at all. It's actually just revealing more of the costume, but it gives it this effect mm. of like the the mouth just extending, right? And it, it like I am every time I watch that scene, I'm like that the way they shot it is so mm. well done. One argument for the giant mouth: mm-hmm. the reason why I liked it and it worked for me is because they're changeling, so they literally can change their entire right. face. So I was like, that kind of works. If it wants to be a giant mouth, it can be a giant mm. mouth. True. So throwing that out there. Yeah. And speaking of which, so she is. I. I will say I loved that Chris didn't just immediately wake up when she found him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but so she's on I her was way out. I do the math and figure out how many days he'd been Me down too. there. Me too. Right. Because I, I. Yeah. Hmm. We watch a lot of I Shouldn't Be Alive. Yes. <laughs> so I was like. I, I was thinking about that. How long could he go without water and food? And yeah. It's like three days. Right. It hasn't been that long in the movie. No. I want to say about three days. Two sure. Or three yeah. Days. Yeah. 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 So she's dragging him out, and um, she is grabbed at the last second by one of the changelings, and we get that moment where um, I loved the change from when it's a creature hand, it's a it's a monster yeah. hand, and then she looks again, and it's a human hand, and then she looks into the face, and it's her face. Yeah. I thought that was really well done. I, I kind of rolled my eyes at that. See, I I didn't care so much that she was looking into her own face, but it was the hand yeah, that did it for me. Hand, I was like, yeah. oh, fuck, it's a person now. Yeah. yeah. I was almost expecting that to come back later. Right? Yeah, me um, too. Yeah. I'm kind of glad it didn't, mm-hmm. but I, I I was wondering if that was going to come back like later. Like her same. having a clone sort of? Yeah, yeah, yeah same. Like, gotcha. I wasn't sure if, like, it was going to show up and, it, like, go up to her kid and the kid was going to think it was her or something. Or, right. like, she... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I thought it might come back at some point, but I think it was enough for it just to be there. And, it, like, if you're thinking about this movie later, it's like, you know, that thing's still out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it has her face. Mm-hmm. Right. That could well, be a problem. She, True. she did like beat the crap out of it, which also yeah. kind of bothered me because I was like, I thought they had super yeah. strength. Yeah. So, okay. Well, whatever. Yeah. yeah that, that was another reason why I thought it might come back later because they didn't really show how she escaped from it. Right. You just hear her, like whack it a couple times yeah. and then you see them get out. Yeah. It, it was more that I wanted her and the kid to be okay that I was like, they didn't do a twist thing where it's like, oh, she's the changeling now. Mm-hmm. But Right. Yeah, I mean, overall, I'd say I, I was okay with it because of the suspense that they built so early on in the movie yeah. and, like, their good relationship that I was like, I'm going to let it slide. It's it's fine. It's, right. I'm good with it. Yeah. So they get to, or they get out, and we don't really see how they get out. They just cut away from that moment where she slams the flashlight down onto her uh, clone's head. And then we see them in the woods, and she revives Chris, and then we do get uh, another bad decision moment but thankfully the consequences of it are not as cliche or anything yeah. but she leaves chris by the car yeah to go look like go back into the house and you're like what and that's what i thought she was gonna come back out and there was gonna be like two of him right. or like a bunch of changelings that looked like him like waiting against the car and i was like oh, all right right yeah i 
I, for for the listeners, I literally said out loud, "How do you leave the kid alone after everything that has happened up until this point?" Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, and I was gonna say he's heavy, but then I saw her arm. She that chick works out, so I was like, the, "Yeah, you have no excuse." The one thing right. I, I thought was like maybe she didn't want to put him in danger by bringing him into the house. Right. Sure. Yeah. She knew that the other thing was still in there. True. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. But still, still, don't leave your kid alone. So, but thankfully, in horror movies, when those dumb decisions get made, it's better that they don't have consequences because they don't affect the outcome of the plot. So you can't look back at that moment and be like, this was a poorly written moment because mm-hmm. it was an excuse for X and Y to happen. So it was a bad decision, but that's all it was. It was a bad decision. It and just thankfully gave you suspense. It was fine. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And again, she wasn't making bad decisions like that throughout the entire right. movie and getting away with them. So at the end of the movie, it's like, well, what the hell? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... But we all agreed that we liked that she burned the changeling in yeah. the house. No, yeah, like when they, they had that shot of her looking up at the house and you start to hear the crackling, I'm like... Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Good job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. The next thing we see, she's it. It's a flash forward. We don't really know how far in time, but things are looking better. But it looks a little bit like taller, a little older. Yeah, and so she's taking college courses. It looks like, but they still seem to be pretty close to the woods. There's there's some great imagery in that ending. Mm-hmm. I I I'm a big fan of this ending. It's a quiet yeah. ending. But you can tell well she's done. like in a city now because she's yeah. in an apartment yeah. and she has all her mirrors. Right. And Yeah, the mirrors. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There's actually no dialogue in that ending. Yeah. No. I was just gonna say I appreciate an ending where there doesn't need to be dialogue because the the movie's over and they just need to kind of wrap things up. And it was I think Frank Darabont, I think he directed this um not The Sixth Sense. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite horror movies, Stir of Echoes. Um. And in the commentary of that, he talks about the ending in that because it's a similar ending where it's really only a few frames. Uh, that movie, they're moving to a new house and you just kind of see their hands. Uh, the, the husband and wife who've been fighting the whole time, they kind of clasp hands as they walk by. And that's all you need really to know that they're going to do better. Mm-hmm. And then you get um, a creepy moment in a car uh, with the kid, the psychic kid hearing voices later. But um, <laughs> but in the commentary, he was basically like, I want an ending for a movie that just kind of quickly wraps things up because we don't need a long, drawn out, yeah. mo- like, you know, if here's what everything is to now. the movie, then you get a sense of what needs yeah. to happen. Mm-hmm. And that really felt similar here where it was just like, we just need a couple things to see where they're at now. Okay, yeah. so is that about wrap up time? I think so. I think we did it. All right. Well, then, you know, we have two questions we need to answer. Yeah. And the first was, was this movie scary? Hmm. I would say it was suspenseful at times, but I wouldn't say scary in the sense of like on the edge of your seat screaming, jump scares, horror movie scary. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't say that this movie is going to be keeping me up at night. Right. But I thought the That's tension yeah. that it created was incredibly well done. And I yeah. thought it was really good at creating creepy situations yeah. and creepy right. moments. So I think, yeah, I, I would agree. I think suspense, yes. Scary, eh. You were making some faces, and I was going to just fast forward to the Irish woods again and be like, look at this. <laughs> suspense. Yeah. Yeah, I I love a movie set in the woods or just yeah. where the the woods are the creepy thing. So 
I love that aspect of this. But yeah, so it, it's a tough question. Like, what are you looking for in a scary... What does mm-hmm. scary mean to different people? I think potentially this is a scary movie to some people. So I think we could give it to it. I, personally, yeah. I would say, yeah, let's call it scary. But it's it's a maybe a different type of scary than jump scares. It, do, it doesn't yeah. have jump scares or anything like that, but it has that brooding creepiness to it. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Our second question does this movie have lasting appeal? Is it going to last? So it's an interesting question because I don't know that this movie is on many people's radar, right. at least in America. So I don't know if it's going to have lasting appeal in that sense of like having a wider audience. Yeah. But I think it's a well-made movie, and I think it's the sort of thing that like I could see watching again in a few years or sharing it with friends. Like I know immediately... like. At, like uh, we got a little bit into the movie and I was like, my parents would love this movie. <laughs> uh, we've actually been watching mm. uh, Dublin Murders, which is nice, yeah. uh, an Amazon series that takes place in Ireland, entirely Irish production. And it's got similar vibes of uh, it's it's not horror specifically. It's more of a crime drama, but it's got similar themes. Uh, number one, being in Ireland. Number two, having creepy woods. And number three, uh, kind of tapping into folklore in interesting ways. Mm-hmm. I might have to check this out. I, yeah, it cool. sounds good. I haven't even heard about this, but that sounds yeah. right up my alley. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Um, I think it's, you know, like uh, a typical like indie movie. I want to say for America, like typical. It, it like this is like. Um, I'm not saying typical, sorry. <laughs> Say like a Wes Anderson. Uh... No. That's okay, fine. I was, as soon as you said that, I was thinking. No, I know what you mean. Like yeah. Kevin Smith, but okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I feel like, I mean, like in the same vein, where like it's not something that a ton of people have heard of because I'd never yeah. heard of it, but I feel like. It's one of those things that if you do watch it, you're going to like it a lot and then share it. And then so in that sense, yes, I think it will have lasting appeal because it's done really well. Um, The acting's fantastic. Yeah. So I think anyone who's also interested in mythology will be interested as well. I also really appreciate seeing horror from other countries. Yeah, Yeah. that too. Um, Yeah. Like and, and I would even go so far as to say like countries that aren't the big two like america and japan right because i feel like those are the two big ones in horror you could even probably go so far as to say the uk to a certain extent so anything that comes from other countries especially ones that tap into like the culture of that place in interesting ways like this did i I really appreciate exactly yeah it's interesting right because like you guys said this movie didn't make a big splash obviously but i think it's such a well-done movie that the potential is there for it to develop a following over time. So lasting appeal in terms of is it going to hold up later on? I think yes. I don't know if it's going to gather that attention anytime soon. I kind of hope that it does because I think it's a really good movie honestly it has a good chance being on prime yeah well it, it yeah it is on prime so we'll just push that as yeah well. so it's free so if you listen to this and i mean we just spoiled the entire thing but it's still worth a watch honestly it's accessible it's good i think people should watch it i will say i kind of hope that it gets a little bit more attention You're right and i i loved as well that you mentioned culture because it's definitely not like stereotype 
Irish, yeah. which is fantastic because right. I know so many people who are like, I'm Irish. And then they list like 12 stereotypes and I'm like, okay, I'm walking away from you. Right. Like, mm-hmm. so it's fantastic to see um, other cultures in a authentic way. Right. Okay, everyone. So I guess that's it for this episode. Before you go, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for news and announcements. <laughs> and if you haven't subscribed yet, just you're the worst and we hate you. Um, but not really. We hope that you will. Ben and still does. <laughs> I might a little bit. And while you're at it, make sure you subscribe to Ian's podcast, A Matter of Taste. Ian, anything else you want to plug before we go? Um, uh, just to give a brief rundown for A Matter of Taste, uh, you can find it on mattereoftastepodcast.blogspot.com. Uh, we started out as a Hannibal podcast, talking about the Hannibal TV show, and then branched out into movies and video games and stuff. It's me and my friend Theo, and we just talk horror stuff, so... Uh, check that out. There's 102 episodes of Backlog that you can just go through and see if there's anything interesting. Um, besides that, uh, I, as stated before, I'm a musician. You can find my music on Bandcamp at iandoherty.bandcamp.com. And also uh, a band that I st- started called Ramschke Alley, which is actually kind of appropriate because... The uh, word Ramschkiali is the name is based on an Irish word. Uh, Bring it all back around. Yes. Ooh. Um, the Irish word is spelled R A M S C E A L A I, which, if we Whoa. named our band that, no one would know how to pronounce it. So I just anglicized it and split it into two words. So it's R A M S H K I, and then the word alley.bandcamp.com. And the Irish word that it's based on means storyteller nice. or someone who says nothing but silly talk, <laughs> which is like the most Irish definition ever. And I love it. Nice. Um, we've got an acoustic album up there right now, and we should be releasing uh, our first studio album in May or June of this year, hopefully, of 2020. Sweet. Very cool. Awesome. I'm going to check it out. I was going to say, I'm sure we can add links to all that as well. Yeah, yes. for reals. We'll have it up. All right. Okay, that's it. Thanks, Ian. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Bye.